This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, August 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state lines. Water board fees up again. CDFA awarded for neonic study and on to the house for climate package. Water board fees spark more calls for policy relief. In an annual ritual, the state water board will consider more fee increases next month. Staff proposals, as outlined at a workshop last week, would raise fees at rates less than prior years, mainly to build a stronger reserve account. But agriculture and other industries are ramping up engagement with policymakers in an effort to ease the escalating costs. A coalition of farm groups is asking the administration for an infusion of $150 million to cover the water rights and water quality program budgets and another $25 million for the reserve fund, though the window for such budget allocations is quickly closing. Bob Gore, a policy advocate for the Gualco Group, is pushing board members and staff to better inform legislators of the fees that result from their bills. Stakeholders hope to work with staff this fall on solutions that could maintain or even reduce fees while improving that return on investment with those program services, according to Gore. Another concern is the specter of a sudden increase for those ratepayers still in business after a potentially enormous swath of farmland falls out of production from drought and groundwater laws. Bills are simply passed with a pro forma shrug that the fee payers will pay for this, said Gore. That can no longer continue to be the case. CDFA gets accolades for economic analysis of neonics. CDFA's Office of Pesticide Consultation and Analysis has received a prestigious science award for a paper that found costs would rise significantly if farmers are not able to use neonicotinoids in California. The researchers estimate pest management costs statewide would increase as much as 72% or nearly $14 million under a proposed rule the Department of Pesticide Regulation drafted in 2020. They studied the seven crops most reliant on the insecticides and determined that alternatives are often more expensive and less effective. DPR has since revised the proposal but is still drawing heavy industry pushback. The House is next after climate bill passes Senate. The U.S. House should be in the final stop this week for a historic funding package aimed at slashing U.S. greenhouse gas emissions. Vice President Kamala Harris cast the deciding vote of the Senate yesterday afternoon after a marathon around-the-clock debate. The final bill was amended to include more than $5 billion in farm debt relief, as well as $4 billion in drought funding for the Bureau of Reclamation. The bill also provides about $18 billion for four farm bill conservation programs and additional funding for USDA-run energy and forest programs. Farm groups had remained relatively mum in the wake of the Schumer-Mansion deal and the resulting GOP outcry. Jim Mulhern, president and CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation, issued a statement yesterday calling the measure a, quote, game changer for the dairy industry. 
Western Growers President and CEO Dave Puglia announced the deal uh, as well, saying that a significant portion of the nation's food supply hangs in the balance without fast and serious federal assistance. So what's next? Well, the House members are scheduled to return from their August recess and consider the bill on Friday. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Western Democrats win $4 billion for drought. The climate funding package that Senate Democrats passed over the weekend was expected to include $4 billion in drought-related funding for the Bureau of Reclamation. Kirsten Simita, the Arizona Democrat, and Diane Feinstein, the California Democrat, and several other Western Democrats have been working to get drought funding added to the draft legislation that Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, had worked out with Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer. Under the provision, money could be used for compensation to water users for temporary or multi-year reductions in water usage, projects that reduce use or or demand for water supplies, or provide environmental benefits in the Colorado River Basin, and for ecosystem and habitat restoration projects address drought impacts. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Farmland values jump more than 12%. The average value of U.S. farmland has jumped 12.4% this year to $3,800 an acre, a $420 an acre increase over 2021. That according to the USDA annual land values report. Cropland values have increased even more by 14.3% to an average of $5,050 an acre. Pasture values are up 11.5%. The biggest increases are in the western Corn Belt and Central Plains. Iowa land is now worth an average of $9,400 an acre, a 21.4% increase over 2021. Minnesota land values, they've jumped 17.4% to $6,150 on average. In Kansas, up 25.2%, $2,630 an acre. Nebraska, up 21%, $3,750. And South Dakota, up 18.7% at $2,600 an acre. Elsewhere, California farmland values increased 10.1% to $12,000 an acre. The highest values are in the Northeast. Average values in several states topping $15,000 an acre. Thompson offers language to senators for workforce legislation. Glenn Thompson has offered his services to two senators to bring about successful outcome to negotiations on long-stalled ag labor. In a letter to Senators Michael Bennett, the Colorado Democrat, and Mike Crapo, the Idaho Republican, Thompson includes an amendment to the Farm Workforce Modernization Act backed by the American Farm Bureau. The key sticking point is a provision enabling H-2A workers to sue their farmers. Thompson is essentially calling for dropping that issue. Tribal voices left out of Colorado River discussions, letter says. Fourteen tribal leaders say that tribes have been left in the dark about the 2023 cuts in the Colorado River Basin that will impact at least some of their water rights. 
in a letter to Bureau of Reclamation Commissioner Camille Tudin. They pressed Tudin to alert tribes to what options are being considered and how tribes will be affected. What is being discussed behind closed doors among the United States and the Basin States will likely have a direct impact on Basin tribe water rights and other resources, and we expect and demand that you protect our interests, they wrote. Now, keep in mind, all seven Colorado River Basin states have until August 15th to come up with a plan to use between 2 and 4 million acre-feet less water in 2023. And if they don't, Reclamation will make cuts for them. Finally, here's today's They Said It. What we need is a fruit and vegetable moonshot. That Bruce Taylor and Laura Himes in an op-ed for AgriPulse advocating for a national nutrition strategy. Taylor chairs the International Fresh Produce Association, the IPFA, and CEO of Taylor Farms. Himes is the IFPA chair-elect and the senior merchandising director at Walmart. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, August 8th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.